unnecessary scrolling through any part of the universe. Doesn't matter if it's on Facebook or on TV, which is programmed specifically to sell you stuff. Did you know that? It's all about selling stuff. Uh, as long as you, it has enough shock value to get you to watch, and then the commercial comes on so you'll buy something, then they're happy. So that's not our standard of presentation or happiness. Of course, we would like everyone to buy Krishna consciousness and take a set of Bhagavatams. But that actually presents an important point because anything can be used for Krishna service, even Spacebook or television or, or whatever it may be can be used. So it has to be transcendentalized. Otherwise, it just becomes a weight around our neck that drags us down into the water and drowns us. So we'd like to stay at least how, how far above the ocean of material existence. Pop quiz. How far at least should we stay above the ocean of material existence? At least how far? Above the water? Yeah, about how, f of how far above the water should we stay? Above the water, like, I fall above, from the water. Above. I fall from the water. I, I need a metric. How far above? Yes. Ten kilometers. Ten kilometers is nice, but at least how far must we? Huh? At least an inch. Okay, a millimeter is getting a little close for comfort here. <laughs> but if you're... <laughs> But your point is well taken. If you're a millimeter or at least, at least a millimeter above the water and you can breathe and you're not drowning. So we have to stay above the water somehow or other. It's not, it's not, um, it's not a good use of the human form of life just to you know, give in and go into the water. So it's a hard struggle in the material existence, and it's also in the beginning a hard struggle to stay above the water, but it's better to not drown. Is that a good statement? Better to not drown. So let's chant Hare Krishna and test out the mantra and see how, see how we can um, connect to it. Namao Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Sri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinamine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shiva Sadigora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna Hari 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 Rama Hari Rama 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 Hari 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 Krishna Hari Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Nitai go Haribo 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 Nitai go Haribo Nitai go Haribo 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 Nitai go Haribo Nitai Gaur Premanande Shri Harinam Sankirtan Ki Shri Harinam Mahamantra Ki Shri Harinam Prabhu Ki Granthara Srimad Bhagavatam Ki 2,000 sets of Srimad Bhagavatam between now and September 20th Ki Go Premanande Nitai Gaur Haribo Haribo Hari Bon Tai Gaur Hari Welcome again to all the guests who just arrived. We're heartened by your presence. Thank you very much for being here. And um, Is everyone comfortable? Any suggestion? Krishna doesn't want to see you right now. We got to be really sincere and try, and maybe he'll come later. Deities, deities are painted from time to time, and um, so we're gonna. 
be having their darshan through the holy name and chanting the holy name in separation from seeing the Lord today and a, sort of a reminder of how important it is to see Krishna when we can't see him, which is one of the themes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings is how intense it is when the devotees can't see Krishna. As it's described in the Bhagavatam that in Krishna's hometown with his friends, if he passes behind a tree as they're out cowherding and they can't see him even for how long? I depend on you for all quantities for today. A second, okay. For a second, then they feel a pang in their heart. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu describes how shunyayatam jagatsarvam, the whole world feels like empty. Have you ever felt that way? That the world feels empty? Well, there's a very, very profound way in which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who's speaking for Srimati Radharani, feels that when Krishna isn't present, then the whole world, nothing else uh, is interesting. It's, it's a void. So uh, this is uh, an advanced stage of Krishna consciousness to feel separation, but we can feel separation when we don't have the transcendental vibration going on around us. We should feel a little edgy, like, where is it? Please turn it back on again. And then we start to make arrangements in our life so that we can be around that vibration because there's a definite difference between worshiping Krishna and not worshiping Krishna, right? Who can prove it by Shastra? Shishupanishad. One result is attained by worshiping the supreme cause of all causes and another result is attained by worshiping that which is not supreme. Anyad Eva Hurvidyaya. Anyad Eva Hurvidyaya. You gotta like belt it out. There's another one too that's very similar. Say that one. Anyad Eva Eva who sambavad, anyad ahur asambavad, iti shushrumadhiranam yena stad vichashakshire. Now pronounce it like a South Indian Brahmin. <laughs> like enunciate. Shivatsa. <laughs> you try. Just do it with more enunciation, like you're speaking to a theater full of interested listeners. Go ahead. Anyad Eva Sambhavad, anyad ahur asambhavad, iti shushruma dhiranam yena stadvicha chakshire. Haribo. That's, that's proof in spiritual circles. So those two verses speak about how there's a chasm of difference between getting knowledge that reveals Krishna and knowledge that's just knowledge for knowledge sake, which is separated from Krishna, which doesn't reveal him. And it, in other words, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, it's described as maya. Ritertam yat pratiyeta na pratiyeta chatmani tadvidyadatmano mayam yata bhaso yata tamaha. When 
we see any circumstance or anything in the, in the universe, thing or circumstance, as being separate from Krishna. We don't see it as paraphernalia to be used in his service or a means through which we, become, we can become uh, purified or learn a lesson. Then that is called maya or illusion or darkness. Because there is nothing that's separate from Krishna, but it's that strange little space where when we, we've lost the ability to connect it to Krishna, then we suffer in darkness. And so, connecting everything to Krishna and being uncomfortable when we're not connected to Krishna, this is one of the beginning signs that one's making advancement in spiritual life. It's otherwise called avyarta kalatvam, which is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu described as a beginning stage of uh, the heart beginning to accommodate the spiritual sound vibration. He says that the heart becomes soft and that actually there's a resonance with the spiritual world within the heart. He gives it metaphorically that there's a ray that comes from the internal energy. Isn't that beautiful? It's like, you know, when the sun rises in the morning and you see a ray come through, how joyous it is that light has entered our lives again. And in a similar way, those devotees who take advantage of the process given by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, especially the chanting of Hare Krishna in the association of devotees hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, then the heart begins to change. Dhritta-chutta means the heart begins to melt, becomes softer. And it becomes soft because a ray from Krishna's internal potency touches the heart. And that's where the devotee then can taste the mellows, which means you start to feel a spiritual emotion. And one of the symptoms that that's just beginning is that someone feels uncomfortable about wasting time. What are the three top time wasters? Number one, yes. Is that Balaram back there? Balaram three? Yeah. The internet. I have to ask because everyone's grown a foot since I saw you last. Plus, I still can't see you completely. Go ahead, Balaram. So the internet's one of the like the biggest distractors. Like the internet has many useful things, but uh, a lot of what's in the internet, like social media, YouTube, Twitch, stuff like that, it's pretty distracting. Would you go to articulation school over the last? Uh, all these devotees, all of a sudden, they're spiritual giants and uh, giving talks, and that was nice. Thank you. Good encapsulation. Okay, number one, number two. Oh, Hans Priya, yes. Or socializing. Okay, just uh, socialize for the sake of it without any connection to Krishna, something like that. Not talking about service, you're not talking Krishna kata, um, not exchanging realizations or... I mean, of course, you know, we may be helping somebody on a very basic level to become well-adjusted to a situation or a relationship or something like that. That's not outside the realm of 
devotional service because it's so that their life can be stable and whole so they can go on doing it. But yes. Sorry. I don't mean to hog the mic here, but I also think that not having figured out the plan or strategy of what we are doing, that's a drastic waste of time I realized in my personal life. And it's like you don't achieve, it doesn't feel productive. And, and in the end, when you have concluded yourself, it's just a waste of time. So you said not making plans? Not making plans of getting organized. I see. Is a waste of time or isn't? It is. It if we don't do it, that is a waste of okay. yeah. All right. So, okay, we got more. Okay, two more, and then we'll move on. I think the third one is not following the regulated principles. That's a big waste of time. That's a big, huge category. Thank you. Very helpful, Gandharvika. I was just realizing that maybe we are not there yet, but entertaining material desires, it's just a big waste of time, sometimes even lifetimes. And yeah, entertaining them. That's like made. So entertaining, you had to set up the house and invite them in and give them a place to sit. Anything else you'd like? What can I do for you? And maintaining is you maintain gardens or houses. You have to keep up repairs on them and so forth. So maintaining material desires. So there are a lot of ways in which we become, sen well, we become sensitive in general to the many ways in which we may be wasting time. We become more aware of this uh, verse that we heard from the Sri Shapanishad, Anyadevahurasambhavad, Anyadahurasambhavad. There's a big difference in the result between worshiping Krishna and worshiping that which is not Krishna, or that which uh, we've not learned to connect to him, or, that, or taking in knowledge that's separate. So if one starts to feel a bit What's the right word? I'm looking for a good adjective. If you're feeling uncomfortable. I already used edgy, so I didn't want to use it again, huh? No, like irritated, kind of. Irritated and, okay, what else? The sound dies a lot quicker because of the M3s or whatever. The anxious, okay, anxious is good. Oakham's razor. You feel anxious when there's, um, there's no facility for transcendental sound vibrations. Start looking around, how can I get the, the vibration going here? In fact, I learned that phrase from a senior godbrother of mine when we were traveling in Hawaii, and then we had had a full day of hearing a chanting, going on Sankirtan, came back, we have the evening program, and there was an interim after the evening Arctic and when we were setting up for the class, and nobody was saying anything, so keep the vibration going, <laughs> which is a, a good way to, to remember the simplest process for staying connected to Krishna, which is to keep the transcendental vibration going and be aware that that's, uh, Krishna's present within the, the vibration. Apana samsritim goran yannama vivisho granan tatasadyo vimucheta um, in the first, first canto, first chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, Shaunakarishi says that this is the, the way to contact Krishna directly, just by uh, chanting his names. And then he's perfectly present there. So 
also in the practice of uh, Krishna consciousness, hearing about Krishna from the Srimad Bhagavatam is extremely important. Because as Narada Muni put it to Srila Vyasadeva, who had gone out of his way to create a variety of literatures that would appeal to people at various levels of consciousness. You've done a disservice by not giving the exact details of the personality of Godhead and his activities and his qualities. And here's the disservice, is that, first of all, unless we can develop a relationship with the spiritual world, is there enough air in here for everybody? Air for everybody? Okay. Then we can't become, we can't divert our attention from this world to the spiritual world. We have to have uh, something, uh, an object of love that's uh, more appealing than any other object in this world. That's the meaning of Radhamadan Mohan, is that uh, this material world seems to be an agreeable place. Not only that, it seems to be and is attractive. But the only reason it's attractive is because it's reflecting reality. And unless I know that it's a reflection and I can't get anything out of the reflection except for a remembrance of the reality itself, then I can become mesmerized by it and not really get any ultimate reward. So the Srimad Bhagavatam presents the beauty of the absolute truth, who's a person. And whose internal potency is even more attractive than he is, attractive to even Krishna himself. And there's a relationship between Krishna and his internal energy called the Radha Krishna. And by becoming enamored of the beauty of that relationship, by hearing the story of that relationship, the stories of that relationship, and actually seeing for ourselves Radha and Krishna together, then we can become fascinated by it. At first it seems uh, uh, fantastical because I'm so used to the uh, watching General Hospital. <laughs> oh, you guys have heard of that? That's funny. That's a, it's a soap opera. Uh, soap operas are very popular. So or as they like to go, G-H. Uh, you know, people watch these things because uh, there's intrigue, but the most intriguing aspect is, is uh, relationships, especially man and woman. That's when the plot always thickens in every movie. And so there's an there's a alternative to that. It's not an alternative. It's actually the, what we're looking for in all that is somewhere else. It's not in a soap opera. There is a real soap opera somewhere else that you don't, it has no commercials, except for maybe the Bhagavatam. <laughs> and, and so the, the Srimad Bhagavatam itself presents that. And therefore, Shukadeva Goswami, uh, when he's asked about the appropriateness of talking about this. He says, Vikriti Vishnu, Shadhanvitona Shinuyada Atavarna Yedya. 
Bhaktim Param Bhagavati Prati Labya Kamam Hrid Rogam Ashwapahinot Yacharihinatira. That a person who was once enamored of the relationships of this material world, the beauty of the material world, all the details, and, and ha- is full of hope for attaining satisfaction from his, his or her engagement in the material world, uh, can have a change of heart, a, f- a complete change of heart, and become fully attracted to the spiritual world. And the way he puts it, it's, it's a curative. There's a way in which my attraction to the material world is described as being an affliction. It's like a disease. Hridrogam ashwapahino. So there's a way in which I'm sort of captured by the images of the material world, but when I see something better and more attractive, and that's the, the, uh, when I hear the story of Radha and Krishna, then uh, my heart changes and I become attracted to that. That's success. And that happens in the association of uh, devotees. Shradhan vito nishrinuyad. It means you have to hear uh, with, um, first of all, you have to, have you ever tried this? Have you ever, have you ever tried relaxing your eardrums? Let's try it right now. Just sit up a little straighter. And relax your eardrums. Just try it. I tried it the other day. It works. You uh, just become aware of them and then relax them a little bit. So Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Maya sakta mana partam yogam yunjan marashraya samshayam mahabaho That there's a way in which if you... Um, relax your eardrums and let the sound vibration of the spiritual world or the Srimad Bhagavatam go right in, then uh, the effect will be much quicker. Sadyo hridyavarudyate trakritibi means very quickly you'll attain the perfection. And we generally tighten up our eardrums because I don't want to hear it. Yesterday I was in Los Gatos, the home of the cats. And uh, there we picked out a fine affl- there uh, I was actually sent there by my uh, Sankirtan leader and um, we got off at a corner, one of the most affluent neighborhoods maybe in America, a little street corner and uh, we met all kinds of different people and it, one degree or another people had learned the technique of relaxing their eardrums some people not at all. In fact, one woman I talked to had uh, earplugs in, and she didn't want to take them out, which is a good excuse not to hear the Srimad Bhagavatam. <laughs> she, she had earplugs in. She wouldn't take them out. Like, I can't hear. It's like, could you take your earplugs out? It's like, no. Like, and so there's a way I, I tighten my eardrums when any topic of Krishna comes up. And uh, that's a problem. So, if, if by the association of devotees we get convinced that yeah, it's not a bad idea to open my, my eardrums and let the sound go in, I, I, get, I have um, I've reasoned enough to understand that it's a good idea, it's good for me. Then actually, just by hearing with relaxed eardrums, there's a change of heart, and I can become 
free from the affliction of being forced, compelled, impelled to look at all the fleeting images of the, of the material world, and I become attracted to reality. Siddhanta is reality. Siddhanta means uh, what we are and what reality is and what's our part in it. And so that's what the Christian consciousness movement is. It's a movement meant to reorient us to reality. And it's done in a rather innocuous way in the guise of having all the kinds of fun that people normally like to have but don't. That could be the byline for our next poster. Have all the fun that you're looking for but you usually don't get. For instance, people go to musical concerts and they end up getting sick because they, uh, like if you watch Woodstock, remember that? What was that, 1969? So that counts most of you out. Um, <laughs> you know, you hear announcements, people, people uh, took drugs and they're all, uh, you know, become dis their minds become dislocated, they become ill and so forth. There's lower modes of nature mixed in. So what normally would be a happy time, exciting, that people become more contaminated. And then eating, people like to eat, but then they eat things that are um, ill-advised to eat, uh, that cause violence to others and it causes violence to themselves. And then they get together and they have um, conversations, and as Hansa Priya pointed out, many of the conversations are for naught. They're just a waste of time. And so Krishna consciousness is all the kinds of things everyone normally does, only the conversations are upgraded, and the music's upgraded, and the food is definitely upgraded. Upgraded how far? Beyond the, the dimensions of this world. That's the trick. So then... It looks like it's just people having fun. But it's also a process of self-realization all rolled into one. I hope that didn't rhyme because that would have really sounded <laughs> contrived. So that's uh, what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught the world. And what Srila Prabhupada presented to the counterculture in New York, San Francisco, Montreal, Santa Fe, Mexico, then London, England, and all over the world, and, and the people have been taking to it. So we have an opportunity as uh, participants in this movement that we've taken advantage of it to a large degree, because we were just discussing over the last two days, we were having going away parties for a couple of devotees. One is one of our champion youth who are going off to uh, a PhD program on the East Coast and another a devotee who's retiring and temporarily moving to uh, Florida and coming back soon. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, you're looking for him, right? Okay. Uh, and we were, just, we were just appreciating how we've been whiling away our time here over the last two and a half decades at ISV doing these things. So we have a little momentum because of working together, all of us. And uh, I, was, I was writing down a couple of 
uh, items uh, I was remembering about how important association is. And they are as follows. I hope they're good. They just wrote them down quickly, but yes, uh, I notice for myself whenever I get good association, that is association of Vaishnavas, that I have to rise to the occasion because you can't be a slouch around devotees, right? But if you're all alone, you can certainly be a slouch, right? <laughs> if you want to. Something we learned during the pandemic. Um, when you, <laughs> when you, uh, as an example, if you invite devotees into your home, a very good idea, one of the best ideas for anyone who has a dwelling place to invite Vaishnavs in. And I would like to tell you how I feel when I inv invite devotees in, and maybe I'd see if you concur, and that is that I start to notice things about my living arrangement and environment that I didn't see before. Do you ever notice that? Like, what's that doing there? How come that's here? And uh, why isn't this clean? And I just thought it was a kind of a magical process inviting devotees in because then I start to see, like, I have to come to a higher standard, and they haven't even come yet, and I'm starting to get ready. I know when Prabhupada was traveling around, he noticed that everywhere he went smelled like wet paint because devotees were like, just paint the whole place. <laughs> it's not good enough. You have to upgrade the walls and the floors and everything like that. I can remember in Washington, D.C., somebody even shellacked the floor and then you couldn't even walk on it. Um, <laughs> but the point is that when, when devotees, when we're around devotees, when we invite devotees into our space, the space that we covet and that we protect and that sometimes where we might maintain, as you're pointing out, maintain or entertain material desires, like, okay, I can't keep them anywhere else, I'd keep them in here. But when devotees walk in, then you see them all through their eyes, as if they're empowering you to see them and, and you improve your environment. So if you want to improve your environment a lot, then invite devotees to your place a lot. And if you want to improve a lot, a lot, then try to get the highest quality devotees to come in. Not that we make a lot of distinction. I mean, a wave on the Ganges is a wave, whether it's big or small. But the fact is that uh, some devotees are categorized as Uttama Adhikaris, some as Madhyama Adhikaris, and some as Kanishta Adhikaris. Kanishta Adhikaris might come in and, you know, definitely you'll have prasadam, but you might talk about, I don't know, maybe it won't be in-depth about the Bhagavatam or something else. But if you invite an Uttama Adhikari into your house, as defined as uh, somebody who's uh, well-read uh, and uh, a Shastric expert and absorbed in Krishna consciousness and so forth, and then the vibration will be very high. Bhavadbhita Bhagavatas Tirta Bhuta Swayam Vibho Tirta Kurvanti Tirtani Swantakstena Gadabrata. This is something Yudhishthira noted when he talked to Vidura and said, You are walking Tirta, a holy place. Wherever you go, you purify everything. 
So this is a good way to improve very quickly in devotional services to have devotees over and feed them and uh, have kirtan together and speak about Krishna on a regular basis. And of course, actually, I just want to uh, put a slight modification, and that is that even if people are new to Krishna consciousness, but they're interested if you invite them over and you play the role of facilitator and a little bit teacher, then uh, you'll also improve. Because when you're teaching other people, you have to be up to the standard. And it's, it's a good reason to take up that role of teaching others. So we have an opportunity uh, to improve ourselves now because we're all still alive, which is good news, right? Haribo. And as long as you're alive, you've got a chance. So we have uh, aspirations, and we would like to manifest those aspirations right here in Silicon Valley. We would like to continue increasing the quality of our community here by increasing the quality of the sound vibration we listen to, the association. And uh, we would also like to increase our efficiency in uh, distributing Krishna consciousness to others as much as possible. By the way, did I mention that we're shooting for a goal of 2,000 Bhagavatams? Did I say that already? It's part of the public service announcement earlier. <laughs> That's not a bad idea because everyone's going for something. I know there's a lot of rollouts in the corporate world. Is that the right word for it? Project launches and everybody has to put everything on hold for a few weeks or months because we had a rollout coming. What happens after the rollout? The world becomes a better place. Everyone's happy. You celebrate. Everyone has prasadam. What happens after a typical rollout? Another rollout. <laughs> well, that happens here too. But I mean, like, what's the end result? Based on what uh, the verse we heard, if you, if you do your rollout for Krishna, or you do your rollout for, let's say, some uh, increase in just technology, that's not, there's no real spiritual goal for it. That's how I'm going to put it. So is there a difference? Yes. So we have the same uh, so-called corporate culture here that we all work together. We look for economies and efficiencies, and, and we have lofty goals, and we, we want to manifest them as much as possible. But what we're presenting, what we're marketing, actually, is the most um, valuable product in the world. Tadvagvisargo janataga viplavo yasmin pratishloka abadyabadyapi. Uh, that's Narada Muni. He says that the Bhagavatam is a product that's coming from the spiritual world. And it, 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 it can actually affect positive change in the lives of others. Unfortunately, you know, Fanta or Coca-Cola or whatever else is advertised as being beneficial for the human being is... Uh, not so helpful at all. In fact, it could be detrimental, but the Bhagavatam is the real thing. So we have that as our 
ideal, the Srimad Bhagavatam, and we also have this forward motion to make it available to as many people as possible. And we're finding our way forward, inventing new ways to distribute the Bhagavatam. Today I heard from Mayapur Bihari Prabhu when he was telling me how in times during the pandemic when we weren't able to uh, put books into as many hotels and motels because people didn't want to touch anything. They didn't want to get a shipment. They didn't want to take you know, things out, put them in drawers, nor were there any guests coming in. Uh, things slowed down, so he was looking for all kinds of alternatives. And he found that there are uh, thousands of uh, temples and other religious organizations all over America that were thrilled to receive uh, sets of Bhagavatams and Bhagavad Gita's. And he's going to make a, a, an amicus uh, certificate, a, 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 a certificate of friendship that we can present along with the Bhagavatam when we go to other communities and institutions and present them with the Srimad Bhagavatam so that they can put it in their library for others to take advantage of. Last year also, devotees went to uh, villages, remote villages around India that are really uh, the mainstay or had been for many years of the economy of India and what to speak of its spirit. And they started putting full sets of Bhagavatams there. And we were getting reports about how people within the village then rallied around the Bhagavatam. They were vulnerable, actually, to other kinds of groups coming in and indoctrinating them in various ways that, that were not um, connected to their culture, their original culture. But with the Bhagavatam there, they, they feel fortified. And it's made a huge difference. They're holding classes and so forth. So wherever the Bhagavatam uh, uh, goes, uh, people have an opportunity. It becomes the nucleus. And people uh, can then form a, a spiritual practice around the Srimad Bhagavatam. So I'm saying all this to lead up to the fact that we've um, been taking advantage of this Bhadra Purnima, which is the full moon day, the month of Bhadra. This year it's on September 20th in America and 21st in India. We also have a fair trade agreement with India. The North American fair trade agreement was called NAFTA, but we changed it a little bit to as NAIFTA, uh, N-A-I-F-E, North American Indian Free Trade Agreement, because we have now developed a pipeline between America and India to, to for those of you who have, uh, who are of Indian origin and you also have 52 cousins, anyone, anyone, <laughs> everyone, 52 cousins, then, and everyone wants to, everyone of them wants to become a devotee. You could also uh, distribute 52, at least, sets of Bhagavatams. Uh, seamlessly, we have, a, we have a, a way to do that, a pipeline now we've developed, at, so that the, uh, those Bhagavatams can go out in that direction also, with no problem at all, easy processing. So, uh, thinking of all that, and how well we did last year during uh, complete lockdown, we excelled did better than we've ever done before here at ISV, and North America also excelled in book distribution last year, and has continued the trend into the new year. We're, we're uh, shooting for even a more lofty goal this time. 
than we've ever done before, which is to distribute at least 2,000 sets of Bhagavatams by September 20th. Do you like that? Okay, good. Haribo. So, yes? A question, please. Hare Krishna Maharaj. I have a question on the uh, chanting with separation, the mood of um, how do you do the... You said that you know you have to read and you have to um, hear from Bhagavatam how the gopis and how the other devotees felt that separation. Even like I was thinking like getting that mood, is it... I am not getting it because is it because I was not a gopi and like do, do you have to have that past connection with Krishna because we also have the super soul inside and even though Krishna is within us, we still don't feel that, at least I don't feel that, you know, constant connection and the constant separation with Krishna. So how do we, how do I get that, even the mood of it? That's an important question. Thank you for asking it. It's not an intellectual exercise. And it, it, it what I'm saying, it, uh, spiritual advancement comes uh, by Krishna's mercy. When we surrender to Krishna, means that we've uh, become uh, even frustrated with the material world, and then, as Krishna says in the Gita, "Bahunam Janmanamante Gyanava Mam Prapadyate Vasudeva Sarvamiti Sa Mahatma Sudurlava." There are people that try really hard to make it in the material world, and who doesn't? And even some great thinkers that try to think their way out of the material world. And uh, they don't come to the, to the point that you're describing, which is to develop a relationship with Krishna. I mean, to know him is to love him. It's, a, it's spontaneous when one actually comes to know who Krishna is. As Krishna says in the Gita, Aham sarvasya pravavo matak sarvam pravartate iti matva bhajante mam bhuta bhava samanvita. There's a way in which when one, even from one's intellect, understands that everything comes from Krishna, he's a source of everything. There's a, a natural way in which one starts to give one's attention to Krishna, because why would you give attention to anyone else? Uh, if he's the source of everything and he's your best friend and so forth. Uh, so it's not something that can be intellectualized and attained by, um, simply by uh, our own endeavor. Uh, this is something that Brahma says uh, when he, um, what is my verse? One fourteen. Gyane prayasam urapasya namanta eva jivanti san mukaritam bhavadiya vartam stane stita shruti gatam tanuvan manobir ye prayaso jitta dito pyasitais trilokyam. Brahma, who's the smartest person in the universe, says that uh, give up completely the idea of trying to understand Krishna with your intellect. And then he gives the formula, which is to Stanistita, whatever position you're in now, you can stay in that position, but try to apply yourself to hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam or hear about Krishna in the association of devotees and worship that vibration. Relax your eardrums, let it go in. And, uh, and of course, um, 
by that process when it comes to the professional stage. There's, there is a, a beginning position. Uh, when one is entering into devotional service, we have to fortify our, our intelligence. And the first nine cantos of the Srimad Bhagavatam give us the purview of every human psychological condition and show us the resultant vector of that. So that by the time we get to the ninth canto, finish the ninth canto, there's a sense of understanding the material world and the futility of trying to uh, enjoying the material world and a readiness to hear uh, the 10th canto. Of course, it may take a few readings. Srila uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur recommended reading Dhruva Maharaj 108 times, Prahlad Maharaj 108 times. And it's, it's not that you read the 9th canto and then uh, there's some uh, feeling of separation naturally. But by Krishna's mercy, when we stay in a position of humbly serving the devotees and going on hearing, then uh, gradually over time, our hearts can step by step change and become purified. And then it's quite natural when our attention is going towards Krishna, his attention starts becoming more, the, the attention he's giving us already becomes a lot more apparent. And the more attra attracted we are to him, the more attracted he is to us, being attracted to him. So uh, you're not alone, because Devahuti says a similar thing. In the third canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, she approaches her son Kapila Dev and says, I really feel like I'm my body and my mind. It seems impossible to get out of this. I've been in this situation since the time immemorial, and I, I really do seem uh, like a material entity, and how do I get out of it? And Kapila Dave said, you have to hear and serve for a long time. So we, we continue the process under the instruction of the Acharyas, and by their mercy and by the mercy of the devotees and the holy name, then gradually we can develop actual spiritual feeling. Okay, one more question and then um, two more questions. Oh, yes. Please go ahead. Um, so, Prabhu, I was just thinking this morning how along the same lines Mataji asked, uh, Kunti prays that they give me troubles. Uh, she is taking that as one way to remember Krishna. But living in this material, sometimes uh, it feels like when troubles come, we go to Krishna. But is there a is, is this whatever you said is like by reading Bhagavatam, we develop genuine desire and then do Krishna consciousness. Is, is that the right way for a common man? Because does, it doesn't seem like what Kunti says is, the, is for everybody because trouble after trouble, you go to Krishna like that. So how do we understand the stage beyond what Kunti is saying that's practical for everybody? Well, first of all, we might analyze what Kunti Devi is saying to be really clear about it. She may not actually be saying, uh, you know, create more problems. She's noticing that they're constantly there and whenever they are there, she takes more shelter of Krishna. So we can definitely relate to that because 
they come unsought, all kinds of reversals of fortune in situations that seem unsavory for us or, or complicated or, or that make us anxious. So then, you know, we can learn to take shelter of Krishna in those circumstances. So the two aren't mutually exclusive. Krishna's instruction in the Bhagavad Gita, Matra Sparsha Stukonteya Shitoshna, Shitoshna Sukhatukada, Agama Paino Nityas Tamsta Tiksha Shravarta, the Bita Tiksha. Even amidst all the changes that take place in your life, just stay even. And how do you stay even? Even in what? Even in your practice of devotional service. It means don't give up chanting Hare Krishna, no matter what happens. And that would put you in a similar category. Uh, as Kunti, although you may not have, you know, we're following in her footsteps by going on chanting Hare Krishna. That's what we were talking about earlier. We're in a community and we help each other. We've been doing it for 25 years now, almost. And there's a way in which it seems like to each person who's involved that he or she personally feels I'm doing it imperfectly. I'm not doing enough. I mean, I hear this from every devotee. I'm not doing enough. I'm doing it imperfectly. I'm not very advanced. Despite that fact, because we have the protection of the community and our acharyas who are giving us guidelines to follow, we go on. And five years goes by, 10 years, 20 years, 25 years, a whole lifetime, and you end up uh, in the association of devotees and making success of your life. So if you're properly situated uh, and you, you do the best you can, you needn't worry. Masuchaha, Krishna says, just surrender to me and don't worry about it. That, that includes, it doesn't just mean, um, it means on all levels you, you needn't worry about it because Krishna knows what we want. And Prabhupada mentions in the Bhagavatam 1.217 purport that he wants us to come back to the Godhead more than we can desire. Imagine that. Okay, please, and welcome back. Um, pass the mic. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you. So this was referring to your question about wasting time. Uh, so one aspect is prayasa. You also quoted uh, the verse about jnana prayasam udupasya namanta eva, that over-endeavoring through the means of knowledge. But any kind of over-endeavoring ultimately is a waste of time. It's, it's going along the path that... Uh, that is ultimately not going to lead anywhere. So how can we av really avoid over-endeavoring? Try to get some friends who are balanced. <laughs> or a spouse. Mm -hmm. You know, I have friends, spouses, and uh, a spouse, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for m many lifetimes. <laughs> spouse, <laughs> spouse, I mean. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Boy, that's the, not the time you want to have a slip of the tongue. Um, I have a spouse, and I was thinking many mentors who are helped to 
keep me balanced. In fact, just the other day, I was very, um, you know, I was considering over-endeavoring with something. So I called two of the most um, level-minded people, devotees, that I know, and I asked them if I could meet them both at the same time, try that sometime. <laughs> and surprisingly, they both agreed in the same day, which was real sense gratification for me. And I got them on a Zoom call, and I just said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about over-endeavoring. Of course, that's a kind of funny way of putting it, but I, I was, you know, I, I'm in anxiety about this and that, and, and here's, here it is, what should I do with it? And I just listened to them for about 10 minutes, and I felt, I was relieved. I was, I was completely relieved, actually, to be honest with you. It, it took a burden off my shoulders. So Rupa Goswami says that you should have relationships, loving relationships with devotees, and one of the aspects of that is called kuyam akyati prishati, that you should ask them questions and hear what they have to say. And they may ask you questions also. And there's an exchange. And in that exchange, uh, you can overcome the imbalance in your life by uh, triangulating and saying, is this over-endeavor? Or should I be trying harder? And, and if you get good advice, I mean, that's, that's uh, the mainstay of devotional service, really. When Raghunath Das Goswami came to meet Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He said, I want some, I'm surrendering to you, I want some instruction. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took his hand and put it in the hand of Srup Damodar and said, here you go. He'll take care of you. You're, you, you work under him now. And uh, of course, there's, as, you know, there's, there's a, a lot of esoteric reasons for that, but you know, one of them just is that if we're able to take shelter of good guidance in devotional service, where Gaudiya Vaishnavism, a future kirtan leader, <laughs> ISV, try to hit the money note. Um, then, it, it's a panacea. A good association is the panacea. Satam prasangam amavirya sambido bhavanti hrit karanasayana means by Kapiladev that if you get in the association of satam, of advanced devotees, means they're truly engaged in devotional service. That means their intention is, I want pure devotional service, nothing else. No matter what, despite what their external circumstances are at the time, apichet sudaracharo, then uh, from that association, one can step by step make the advancement in devotional service and actually come to the highest stage. So at least that's my experience. Uh, so we have to always be uh, looking at our situation and questioning it. Am I doing okay? Is, is this right now? And that's why we always have to have good guidance and never assume. As I said the other morning, not that it's very nice to quote oneself. Hey, I said the other day, so I'm going to quote myself. But it was something that occurred to me, <laughs> that was, which is that uh, we should always be asking why, I should always be asking why I'm doing something. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? Because it's such a, first of all, it's a metaphysical question, why? Second of all, it's a very, question mark is the most powerful punctuation mark in any language. And it's a very uh, centering question, why am I doing this? And best also to involve devotees 
because we can't always see ourselves the way we are. We normally don't, but if you get others. In fact, we had this experience the last couple days with uh, hearing about devotees who are in our midst and have been in our midst from various others. So one of the devotees is going off to, the uni to university on the East Coast, and then teachers came, relatives came, friends came, they all, you know, dozens of people said, he's like this, he's like that. And I was like, wow. Hearing from, you know, you, say, you get the composite view of who the person is, like, I never knew that, you know, who that person was. A similar thing happened today at a, a going away party. So when we're able to hear from various devotees about if we can ask them, like, well, what do you think of me anyway? Like, how am I doing? You know, we should be open to that. And if we, if we can do that, we can actually find uh, our way forward without uh, over-endeavoring or going down the wrong path. Thank you very much. Oh, thank, thank you, you for, for asking class. such a great question. And welcome back. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Oh, yes. This is Ashra Madhav. Okay, yes. Please, Hare Krishna. This is Ashra Madhav online. Yeah, we remember, uh, we remember Zoom. <laughs> Thank you, Maharaj. So we have uh, we have two questions online came from Facebook. Uh, I'll just read out to them. Is that fine? I don't know. What does it say? <laughs> so from Lalita Mataji, there is one question: Is uh, how can we have strong devotee association? Uh, although we are we are we are virtually, you know, in like you know, virtual strong devotee association. That was from Lalita Mataji, and there was one more question. Don't ask me a second what I can't. Okay, so yeah. first of all, if we didn't have virtual association, we wouldn't have Bhagavad Gita. Sanjaya was on Zoom. He was, <laughs> it was different technology at that time, but it was a, it was a Zoom call. And he was watching the whole thing. The, uh, the spectrum unfolded at Kurukshetra, and he just recounted it to Dhritarashtra. And it's, it's the, the vibration that came through from that conversation resonates even today. And Prabhupada makes the same point in the introduction of the Bhagavad Gita. Don't think this is different than being from being on the soil at Kurukshetra right now. Because the vibration is what comes through. We, we tested the, the mantras during the pandemic because we had the initiations. And rightfully so, a lot, of, a lot of devotees felt a little reticent about like, well, wait a minute, I want to be there. I understand that. I want to be there too. <laughs> but uh, being there isn't necessarily about being next to somebody or in the same room. The intention is so powerful, it comes through, we're sensitive sentient beings. We can pick up intention in various ways that don't involve necessarily being in front of each other in the same room. I mean, you're reflecting light back to me, like, you know, I'm seeing you because light is being reflected. What's the difference? I'm looking at Shayamadava Prabhu and I can see light being reflected. You see him, right? I mean, you could argue he's physically there as much as any of us right now. Where's our physicist in here? quantum physicist at every... Huh? Oh, okay. Aren't any of you studying quantum physics or anything? Okay, well... I mean, what's, really, we could argue what's the difference, right? He's there, we're all here, basically, somewhat, kind of here. 
And so the, when the vibration comes through and we feel the intention, and we did during so many programs, and actually some people afterwards said like, wow, that was almost even better because we, we felt it, right? Yeah, some of you went through that and experienced it. So I forgot what the question was, but it sounded like. <laughs> the, the question was, oh, yeah, uh, I, how think can I, we, I think you're in the yeah, virtual, virtually okay. how can you have strong okay. association? Oh, yeah. You got the second one? Oh, yes. The second one is from uh, Tirumala Mataji. And um, her question was, if we have like a physical health problem, and uh, we are not able, able to do our, even our service and we can probably just do our chanting. Uh, is that, I mean, what, what you have to say, is it okay at that time to kind of, you know, not do your service because you're not able to do it you know, because of physical problem and continue with the chanting? Yeah, if you can't do, if you can't physically move around and do your service, you're, you keep chanting if you can do that. And, and try to stay alive. It's, it's the duty of every human being to try to stay alive. And also, it's important to be healthy. By the way, it's important to be healthy. To try to be healthy, that includes diet and exercise and uh, you know, taking necessary precautions to protect oneself, safety belts. I'm not gonna say the V word, but the whole thing uh, comes together uh, in a composite that is a lot of hard work. You actually have to maintain yourself in this world. And when the body becomes infirm, then uh, you're not expected to, you know, be running around doing everything you were before. Part of your service then is to get better and improve yourself. So you can, you know, be strong later on. Everyone will understand. And if you can keep chanting, it's a good opportunity to see how you do when you're afflicted by something and you keep chanting. Because ultimately, what we're practicing for is leaving the body. And when we leave the body, it's uh, quite a challenge. And uh, more we can practice during this lifetime of being uh, steady in chanting, even, even when we're feeling under the weather or worse, then all the better for us. I hope that helped. But don't feel guilty if you can't, you know, get up and walk. Uh, take care of yourself till, until you can, till you can be healthy enough to, to come back and do your service. So uh, tonight uh, we're we're uh, beginning the last leg of our marathon up to Bhaktivinoda Thakur's Divine Disappearance Day that we'll be celebrating next weekend. And the way we're, we'll celebrate it, it's actually Friday, so it's a half-day fast. That day we'll be remembering Bhaktivinoda Thakur on Friday all day long, fasting in the morning. And then we'll continue. It's going to be a Bhaktivinoda Thakur weekend, actually, that we'll be having uh, programs on Saturday morning dedicated to Bhaktivinoda Thakur. In fact, I think on Saturday morning there's a live, we'll be doing the class here live in the temple, Krishna willing, and there'll be a simultaneous live broadcast. I think it's the... Uh, GBC, SPT, or whatever it is. Um, they're going to be broadcasting right here or picking up our live feed for their thing. So we'll be talking about Bhaktivinoda Thakur on Saturday morning. And our offering 
to Bhakti Minot Thakur is next Sunday. At the Sunday program around this time, with, when the deity doors are open, and they will be, Krishna willing, uh, next, next Sunday, then uh, we'll make the offering, and uh, everyone's, um, re the results of everyone's combined distribution of Bhagavatam sets and other books will be included in that offering to Srila Prabhupada and Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. So we're, we're in the last leg of it, and we have opportunity for anybody who wants to be involved in uh, sponsoring sets of Bhagavatams. Am I speaking correctly? Yes, sponsoring sets of Srimad Bhagavatam. And when you sponsor one set of Srimad Bhagavatam, then we have a pipeline through which they immediately go out to uh, various uh, people, entities, communities, organizations that are hankering for the Bhagavatam. And uh, then uh, we have a placement ceremony in their homes or in the institutions, so the Bhagavatam goes and gets, it gets established there. And so in this way, we're spreading the culture of Bhagavatam. Malin, do you have anything else you want to say about it? SKP couldn't be here tonight because he, he felt a little bit tired and under the weather. Hi, Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Prabhu, today um, there was uh, someone who actually called into ISV, um, our, call, our phone number, and they left a message that um, her grandmother passed away in India, um, who was a very um, devoted Sri Vaishnava. Uh, she, all her life, she never ate um, even onion and garlic, never even entered her kitchen. And um, she was always selflessly serving others. And her children were all attached, uh, very attached to, to her. And her grandchild, um, she's here in Livermore. She said that um, because of her life was so glorious, uh, because she just passed away, she wants to have some devotee in ISKCON only to come and um, to chant the, to do a Bhagavad Saptaha in her home, and home in Chennai. And she was mentioning that how of all the books that she heard, uh, that she recited, she said the Bhagavatam was the most sweetest of all. And um, she said that um, she, she hears Bhagavatam a lot um, from Amarindra Prabhu and others. She's not connected to ISKCON, by the way, but she just appreciates everybody reciting Bhagavatam or giving classes on Bhagavatam. Um, so I asked her a question, so have you read Bhagavatam yourself? And then uh, she said, no, I haven't read it. So I asked her, do you have a set of Bhagavatam? And she said, I never knew there was a full set of Bhagavatam available. And um, I was just thinking how the sound vibration of Srimad Bhagavatam, um, we are fortunate that it exists. Um, but unless we, we uh, preserve and have a set in our home, uh, it's very much possible that soon... Uh, it might become extinct or something, but if we have the books with us, then we can actually send that vibration to next, next, next generation. How she appreciated her grandmother, similarly the other people in next generations can appreciate. So I was just thinking how fortunate we are that we do have access to these Srimad Bhagavatams. So does she now have a set of Bhagavatams? No, she's... I'd like to sponsor a set of Bhagavatams for that... Uh, <laughs> Her name is Gayatri. 
Okay, I, I sponsor a set for Gayatri. You gotta be quick around here, because somebody else could have jumped in and got it, right? <laughs> Please tell Gayatri that I'm, I'm really impressed by her story, and I'm sponsoring a set of Bhagavatams to be placed in her home. Go Premanande Nitai Gora Haribo 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 Nitai Gora Haribo Please come take Prashadam Haribo Thank you.